Welcome in to the Bro for Squad podcast, where we are just a bunch of bros drinking beer and talking movies. I am your host, the Mayor Jeff Hornacek. This is our spoilers review of Scream 6. I am joined by our legal counsel, Ronnie Cycli, to review this movie as we do all of our movie reviews using the five Bro for Squad criteria. The acting, the story, our favorite scene, the impact of the film, and then at the very end, rewatchability or basically our recommendation to the fan, should you go see it. So, Cycli, before we dive into acting, I always think it's important with these horror franchises, we do this with the M. Night movies, we do this with Saw movies, to let our fans know where we are coming from as far as our thoughts on the Scream franchise. So you personally, even before you went in to see this movie, what were your thoughts on this franchise as a whole, just so we know the context between you going to see it? I think, hands down, this is by far the best horror movie franchise uh, of all time. I mean, consistently from one to six. I, I, I really genuinely feel that there hasn't been a bad movie. Not saying some have been better than others, but there just isn't genuinely a bad movie in this in this genre, in this, in this franchise. And to the point where when I was going to see it, I was like, you know what? Even if this one sucks, they've more than earned my trust. And, and so, you know, I was really excited about it. Yeah, I don't think it's even up for debate now. This is the best top-to-bottom horror franchise. Um, and if there you might want be some to debate other it, franchise. you're just doing it to have fun. Because there's not a, a serious... Sure. Nothing comes close to this. Yeah, so there might be other... There are, there are other franchises that have better movies in them, like uh, probably the first Halloween, or even maybe the David Gordon Green Halloween, or like the first two or three Saw movies. But like you said, Scream has never missed. And even its worst film is still above average. And you can debate which one that is. But again, I don't think, and part of it's because they took that big gap, I think, and were able to sort of revisit new tropes in the horror genre. But it, it feels like it just has a shot in the arm and new life with these new entries, and I'm excited about it. So leading into that, the acting and the cast. Interesting thing about this one, uh, they obviously use the meta element of steering into the legacy requel. So the new character, they, they talk a lot about how the new characters we've met in Jenna Ortega and Melissa Barrera's characters, Sam and Tara, are now, you know, they're carrying the franchise on their own, but the legacy characters are here and they're expendable. And as always, Scream shines a mirror on itself. And so you can't really predict what it's doing because it's telling you the game plan that you would assume it's going to have. So acting and cast here, Cycli, who stood out positive or negative? It was mainly the returning cast, but then we did get some newcomers as well. Yeah, first I want to compliment uh, Melissa Barrera because I like Scream Five. First of all, I say is a top three Scream movie, and it. I don't think this one came as close to being as good as that one, at least my personal opinion. But she was a weakness. I felt like in in soft uh, in Scream Five, I, I just felt like she was just kind of you know not the best actress. But I thought she would delivered so much more um, this time around. So I was actually impressed. I was kind of like, okay, she, I mean, she's the main girl. I don't want to have to see her struggle on these scenes. But I don't know if she took some classes in between seeing, like, the, the you know, filming this. But she got impressively better, in my opinion. Um, you know, everyone else didn't, like, you know, everyone else was great. Jenna Ortega, of course, having a moment these last few years. Um, you know, she was she was fantastic. But I think you and I talked about, too, the, the screen movies, they kind of, and make fun of themselves they can kind of be meta so they get away with a little bit of like the non-serious acting um back and forth so i personally thought you know um i thought the, the performances were great yeah i think the the sam and terror relationship like 
the sisters and Sam like squeezing on too hard to Tara, not letting her go out of fear yeah. of you know something horrible happening to her. I'm trying to think if there's been a core relationship in any of the Scream movies uh, that has been that point and, and well done. Because typically it's like either a romantic relationship that ends up you know fading away because one of them is the killer or because yeah. one of them dies. I don't know if we've had has there been like a familiar really any relationship in the, the scream franchise that's been that well put together the closest has been gail and sid right like i mean because yeah. sid was always in it alone right she didn't have any other siblings her her mom was dead her dad really wasn't involved anymore and you know i i just think that was basically i mean they they weren't really siblings they obviously came to a head uh, and fought a lot kind of like the sisters are here but i think that's as you know we didn't really get anything else and um i will say you know we got hayden Penitary back in this one i i don't know she she was okay she's i mean she seemed hot there for a minute like 10 years ago right am i crazy like wasn't she no when she was in yeah when she was in scream four and then that show nashville came out a few years later um and i think she did like a pretty popular rom-com like i love you beth cooper she had a a nice little half decade run dropped up a lot and i felt like i did so those were the positive performances i did feel like she and dermot moroni uh moroni was a little weaker especially at the end i mean we're saying spoilers right um yes yeah i just thought they were you know everyone else was great like i think it was fine i think they hayden i don't know if she's just been out of the game too long and dermot like i think maybe a bit of an overacted there at the end so yeah i'd love to get your thoughts yeah that that was one week performance for me was dermot moroni even throughout the the film like when quinn quote-unquote dies and all that i I don't i i realize in hindsight now like he was playing he was trying to play up his emotions but at the time you're like dude what the fuck are you doing and he like is maybe the most decorated actor in this group outside of courtney so i expect a little more from him but I thought the twins were great again, Mason Gooding and Jasmine Savoy Brown. I think, like you said, they both yep. improved a lot. And General Ortega, I mean, is there anyone hotter in Hollywood right now? Her and Pedro Pascal, probably. Yeah, for real. Let's put them in something together. All right, you ready to move on to the idea. story? Pedro has to save her and take her around. Like, that's the only thing that he would does never now. work. <laughs> I just walk around with people younger than me. He has, right, he has story all for like a Pokemon six. collection. Sorry. <laughs> Ash Ketchum. All right. Uh, IMDb says for the plot synopsis in the next installment, the survivors of the ghost face killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. All right. So the thing with Scream that makes it so interesting to me, at least, is it's always reinventing itself. And I think the thing that had a lot of people really excited about this entry of it was that they were. You know, for the first time, taking the action to a city. We've had it on a movie set. We've obviously had it in Woodsboro several times. Um, I'm trying to think. Scream. I guess we've had it on a college campus. But this one, we were in the Big Apple, New York City, and the trailer promised to deliver some interesting scenarios with Ghostface and that. So, what did you think, Cycle? I guess number one about the new locale that they set uh, a Scream movie in, and then two, how the narrative kind of weaved because. My favorite thing about this was the way that it utilized all of the previous movies, not just as a gimmick, but it was a core component of the story, like the previous entries. Yeah, the New York bit was, it was I mean, just the opening of it, right? I mean, you, you, you can go into it. You lived in New York. Your wife is from New York. Um, I always love the concept of there's just so many people there that someone can literally be screaming or someone could be getting stabbed. And most people would be oblivious to it because it could be. Yeah, it's almost like you're alone, reasons. you know. 
It's almost like you're alone in a crowded room, really. Yeah, exactly. It's completely isolating uh, feeling, even though you, like you said, you're you're surrounded by so many people. So I did love that element where a killer can get away with certain things in a situation like like a place like New York versus a place like you know Woodsboro, um, on the grander scale. You know, at the, at the story at the end of the day here is you know it makes me think of um, the Force Awakens, right? That was basically a retcon of of New Hope. This was essentially Scream 2, right? Like, this is what I enjoy about the Scream franchise. And they call themselves out for doing it, too. Um, that, mm-hmm. yeah, they're in New York, but they're in college. And one of the killings happened when they were in college and, you know, back in Scream 2. And we had, you know, there was an honor uh, in an homage in the original killings. And and obviously this one plays this up much more than Scream 2 uh, with, with the leaving of the masks at each crime scene. Um, but you know, but again, Scream gets away with it more than anyone. If I was watching another franchise, I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, they're just doing the same thing. They're they're right. literally just copying themselves." The thing is, Scream is literally telling us they're doing it. Like they, they dedicate a scene in each one, saying, "No, this is exactly what we're doing." So you can never hold it against it's like, them. So yeah, they're like self-deprecating, but also like you know, very self-aware, and they sort of hold up the sign that says, "This is what we're doing," so that you can't even predict it because you're like, "Well, if they do." The obvious, they called it out. And if they subvert expectations, that's because I was looking for the obvious. Yeah, you can't be. That's why. That's the thing that's been genius about this the series. You cannot be mad at them. You can't. I mean, they are literally again telling you what they're doing. So if you're annoyed, that's on you. Uh, you don't. You're, you're the one making the choice to go see it. So, um, you know, the story was again like I've never. I've said this before. I think on the last screen review, I've never been about. Yes, it is a whodunit, but to me, the story is never... I'm not as excited about who the killer is, who Ghostface is, than I am about the the cool, creative things that Scream does every time. So um, I I thought it was fun to be in a new place. It will be interesting to see what they do with Scream 7, which I know has been greenlit. Um, But yeah, I like that, the fact that they were in New York. It was a a needed twist. Yeah, to to me, this one felt very fresh, but also like very much... I mean, of course, it's very much a part of the lore before it. And um, the interesting element of, like, the killer leaving masks in order of the previous film's ghost faces, to me, was just fucking genius. And I've revisited most of the Scream movies, I think, within the past year and a half, maybe two years. I know we just did a movie commentary on Scream 2. But even if you haven't, they catch you up quick enough just so you know what is significant about it. And it's not, like, required viewing. To get a lot out of the movie, but if you have seen them, you get more out of it for sure. Like they they hold your hand through it, and the important part of all of it, I feel like, is ultimately that you've seen the previous screen movie. But again, its ability to it, no other film franchise, like you said, can do this. Its ability to guide the viewer through the tropes of the horror franchise by telling you what they are, and then also utilize them effectively right after they they tell you what they're it'd be like an offense in football being like we're gonna run option right and so the defense is like well there's no way they're actually gonna run option right and then they run option right and it fucking works because you weren't expecting them to do what they just told you they were gonna do and then next time they tell you option right again you're like okay well this time they're fucking with me and then they do it again exactly it's just i don't know i don't know what to do as writers like you have to just have so much fun with this i saw an interview on the red carpet um Matt Bellini Olpin and uh, who's the other director? Oh, Tyler Gillette uh, were on the red carpet and they said, 
do you have an idea for Scream 7? And they go, dude, we have ideas for Scream 7, 8, 9. Like, we just okay. want to, I hope this does well enough where we get the chance to do them. So they're huge fans of the franchise. And I think as long as these uh, movies exist, like, there'll be something interesting that they can do just because they can, they don't have to be a straight up horror movie. They can play with the ideas of horror. But yeah. I always say this, I am worried if we get too many of them too quickly because we sort of need a genre to evolve for them to have enough fodder to, create a new entry I I'm, like. I'm hoping what they do here is they finish um you know the story of the carpenters here maybe in a trilogy and you know kind of reassess like reintroduce it in next generation a few years i mean a great scream again gets away with it uh, unlike other franchises but at the same time you know what even if they did shelly's out once a year for the next couple of years i still say we, we we've been through Horrible Halloween movies. We've been through horrible uh, Saw movies. I mean, go down the list of horror franchises. I'm like, really, Scream could give us five bad movies, and until they're like caught up these other these other franchises. So very true. Yeah, they're playing with house money at this point. Like, yes, very up. much. All right, moving on to best scene. I told you what mine was off pod. I'm not changing it. What was your favorite scene in Scream Six? Yeah, I'll let you. Have, I mean, I, that's probably one of my top scenes, too. I, I absolutely uh, love that. So I'll let you talk about that in depth. Um, I did really like the opening because uh, the opening is always sets the tone in this in the screen movies. Honestly, like I almost look forward to the opening more than I agree. The, the ghost face reveal, because like I said, I'm not there for the ghost face reveal as fun as it is. Um, I, I really like the opening again. I wouldn't say it was the best scream opening, but I love the concept. And, and you told me about like well, the killer has a reveal. I mean, I mean, five minutes, I was like, oh my God, like he, the ghost face just pulled his mask off. And I was like elbowing my wife. I was like, oh my God. Like, that would have been insane. I was like, we're going to get a completely different like scream. I, we're going to see it from the killer's perspective. Like I thought that was going to be a big twist on this whole New York thing. And then of course, five minutes later, the real ghost face, you know, is punishing the kids for, for mimicking and them and right. disrespecting uh, what Ghostface is. So I did like that. It, it did keep you on the edge of your seat for a little bit. Had you guessing, because typically we get the phone call and the person's killed and that's it. Um, and then an honorable mention, I will say to the subway scene, because I've been on those crazy subways before in New York and Chicago and in Europe. And you do genuinely feel like someone could get stabbed and and someone would people wouldn't notice it would take too long for people to notice that something bad had happened and i don't think that's like a silly movie trope i i genuinely felt that fear in that scene there same everyone's just like so in their own world that they're not even paying attention to other things happening to them um all right i have two one i think you really enjoyed as well but i'll i'll say that one second my first one just because it was so unique so tension filled and my theater was like on pins and needles and that was the scene where um the uh carpenter i think it was both carpenter sisters i think right uh that had to crawl across the ladder to get into danny's apartment while ghostface was in there killing all them and then obviously like you you're assuming they're not all gonna make it and as let me look up the name of the actress as uh, annika was the last one to go who once she got stabbed i was like i don't think she's gonna have the ability to get across this but i don't Ghostface, think they're gonna make it either way of whether she crossed it or not she had been just locked. right one of his more unique kills right shaking her off of the ladder and having her fall to her death yeah he was that was really it. he was it was really interesting really tension filled practically it kind of made sense like i think that would actually work in real life and also i don't think they had many alternatives to get out of the apartment so 
that was one in the trailer when they showed like a little clip of it. I was like, this is going to be fucking cool. I can't wait to see how they set this up. Another one I had, and this is just probably a top three scene for me in every single screen movie. And it is when Mindy, they're in the, uh, like courtyard of the college campus and she's doing what every screen movie does so effectively and so uniquely. And she's explaining the rules that the slasher genre has laid out uh, that the killer will inherently be following for the legacy recall. And I just thought that scene, it's one of the coolest things because no other franchise does it. And this one seemingly always does it really well. And every time they do the scene, I'm like, that's pretty accurate. He <laughs> pretty much summed up movie fandom uh, perfectly. And, and knowing that their characters like us get personally perfect. attacked. <laughs> You're talking about me with the letterbox slide, right? Well, yeah, Reddit or all these kind of videos and things like that we do and participate podcasts. You're just like, oh, yeah, we are that. Yep, you're not wrong. You are definitely not wrong. And the fact – I do kind of love how um, her and her twin brother are uh, – the Martins are nephews of Jamie Kennedy's character because that was always his role in the screen movies. And now they have inherited it, and it just – it makes perfect sense to me. So – all right, on to the impact of the movie. So this is basically anything that was left out of the previous four, or excuse me, three uh, parts of the review, or really just your thoughts or feelings on how this leaves both the Scream franchise, uh, the horror genre, or even uh, what's coming up next for like a potential sequel or spinoff or something for this movie. So, Cycli, take it anywhere you want, impact of Scream 6. Yeah, I don't think the impact is... Um heavy based on this movie alone i think the impact came from scream five and then kind of the reboot of the i mean again the whole meta-ness of the last two movies about their their franchise now right like this movie isn't a standalone movie um it's playing off its predecessors and it's adding into its successors i mean i i don't see how scream is slowing down i think you and i think i checked on saturday or sunday and this movie had like a last a, a opening weekend and it was already at like 50 million plus Right. Like Jeez. people are seeing these films. Um, Scream hasn't slowed down just because it's adding more films to its uh, name. There's a lot of movies that as you add more sequels, less and less people go. Um, and I think it's and it, because it's delivering something that hasn't slowed down in its product. I, I think it's going to sustain itself for a little bit until it literally loses a viewer's trust. And I mean, I, I don't think they're close to doing that. So. I think the I don't think the impact is anything, but it's good enough to keep this franchise going, right? Like it's not a it's not a series killer, it's not a franchise killer. It's 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 a franchise uh, like you know, it's, it's advantageous to the franchise. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's crazy that we're still sitting here a year later from when we watched Scream Five, being like that was so good. I hope they don't ruin it, saying no, they're they're still doing it. They they they're they're just fine. They're not slowing down. Yeah, Scream 5, I think, had the advantage of it being so long since the previous iteration. Like, there was so much they could play with in terms of, you know, the way that they structure these stories as, as the things that have changed in the horror genre. Um, this movie had a tough task because do audiences still have an appetite for this one year later? And can you follow up a really successful movie with not a stinker? Uh, and they did both of those things successfully. So not only do people have an appetite for these still, but I think it's growing. And... I don't know what contractually they locked Jenna Ortega into 
before the first scream, but they struck lightning in a bottle because, like we said, she's not only insanely talented, but she's one of, if not the hottest actors in Hollywood right now. So getting to have her still included in this franchise um, and be leading it was great foresight. I'm sure a little bit of luck involved as well, um, but it certainly helps things. And so for me, I guess the impact of it is just like you said, Scream is not only maintaining its success and building on Scream 5, but audiences are still have an appetite. Like typically slasher movies in this day and age, I feel like don't get either wide releases or they just don't do that well, even with very modest budgets. Something about Scream still strikes a chord with people and people are still interested to go out and see it in numbers that they don't go out and see other slasher movies. Because aside from even ones that are like what was even maybe a missing an obvious one like there's a lot of horror movies released but i feel like if you make a slasher movie now it's almost straight to streaming right yeah because it could be so gimmicky right like it's really hard to pull off good slashers i mean there's a reason why we don't have eight strangers movies <laughs> like because they pulled it off it's hard to replicate they're trying but um yeah I, you're you're completely dead on yeah they're the returns just typically aren't there at the box office. So Scream there is the outlier. And, of course, if the, if we get another one, I do kind of want them to take their time. I mean, if they come up with another one next year, that'd be really fucking cool. But that is a quick turnaround to do three movies in three years. But you and I will be there, you know, first two weekends to go see it for sure. Oh, yeah. All right, last one is rewatchability or basically, like, would you recommend this to people? Or is this something you're already ready to go see the second it drops on streaming somewhere? What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. It was actually so, so fun. My wife and I went to dinner um, after seeing the movie. We were meeting uh, another couple and we got there a little early because the movie got out. And so we just um, hit the, the, the bar uh, at the restaurant and we started talking about screaming. The bartender started hearing us talk and was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, how was it? Like without giving anything away. And, you know, he obviously loved this franchise, too. And we were just talking about, like, dude, this is a Scream movie, right? Like, if you like the Scream movies, you're going to like this one. Like, at the very least, you're going to say, oh, it wasn't the best one. That's the worst that's going to come out of this. I know. Um, so, it, it's, and so, like, yeah, he was, like, super excited. Like, I was like, yeah, dude, go see it. Like, it might not be, like, I was like, I think I rank it four or five out of six. Um, but you got to go see it. And again, if you've liked the franchise, why are you stopping now? Right? Like if you've watched all five again, because the movies haven't done anything to us as the viewer to like make us not want to see it. So it, it I would be right. confused if you didn't want to see it. Um, if you have been a fan, so I 100% recommend it and 100% rewatch it. Um, I really think I'm at the point to where I need to start like rewatching the franchise every year as like in order before the next one comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, especially because, like, canonically, uh, not only does the franchise adhere to the previous movies, but it uses that, like, it, it basically weaponizes it in its plot. It's genius about that. Um, to where they don't have to come up with a completely new idea, they can play off of the previous films in a lot yep. of creative ways. And like you said, rewatchability for me, if you like Scream movies, then this is right down your alley, right? Like, they're at this point in the relationship between the movie and the audience, they know each other so well. It's like when you've been in a couple for so long, it's like, I know where you want to go for your birthday to eat. You know, like, I know yeah. what kind of gifts you like. And the viewer and the Scream franchise, we know each other at this point. Like, they know what we like. They know where we like our back scratched. And we know, <laughs> you know, what their favorite uh, – type of cheesecake is so if you like scream you're gonna love this movie i think it's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun for you again different people i think place different amounts of 
weight on the reveal in the Scream movies. For me, I don't know if it was you who said this or somewhere that I read it online, but the ride in this one is so much fun that even if the reveal at the end, which I don't think the reveal's bad by any means, but if it's a little underwhelming to me, I had so much fun getting there as I typically yeah. do with a Scream movie that it's still an above average slasher. The two hours always flies by with Scream. Like, there's just so much going on. They don't leave any scene wanting. Um, it's not filled with just suspense. It's filled with they do. They hit everything. They hit the comedy. They hit the drama. They hit the horror. Like, I mean, it's just, yeah, the, it, there's no reason to not go see this movie if you like the franchise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if you are still waiting to go see it again, you don't have to rewatch any of the previous ones. But I definitely think you get, a, especially with this entry in Scream, you will get more out of it if you go revisit the prior films. So if you've listened to this whole review, though, we've already spooled it for you. So I hope you fucking see the movie. <laughs> All right. Cycle, any last thoughts before we let the people go? Yeah, since just my, my one thing that I thought would have been cool to see this movie. So my little prediction I had was that Jenna Ortega, like you said, was getting so is getting hot, right? Like she's she's everywhere now. And I was like, there's no way they're going to keep her coming back. And they kind of hinted at the beginning. She was getting annoyed at her sister and like always in her business and i was like what if jenna ortega was the ghost face in this one and i thought that would have been because they, then they kill her off and right like she goes on and does better things and scream i was like that would have been yeah. that was that would have been the one thing i thought would have made this movie really stand out in the franchise but you know they don't need to do stuff like that to just win us over what they did was great and and uh, i'm excited for the next one yeah that so that reminds me of one idea. So I told you, like, before I went to go see it, that I, I had a really, really meta idea that, you know, Nev Campbell, this is the first screen movie yeah. that she's not been in as Sydney Prescott. And they do actually, like, reference her several times. Like, they don't try and avoid it. And I do think it was sort of a one-off. Like, she just said that what they offered her, she didn't think it was enough money based on what she's done for the franchise to come back for this one. I yeah. definitely think the door is open for her to return. But I actually think narratively, it almost would have been harder to fit her in. Like, she would have yeah. had to proactively come to new york to like pursue ghostface so it kind of just why? made sense that she wasn't in this one <laughs> you know yeah right i agree like what would her yeah I, so i think it, it worked for this one i don't know if that was like i'm sure they would have found a nice organic way to put her into the movie if they if they could have reached a, an agreement but um i think this franchise it also is sort of important i think for the new characters that it sort of learns to stand on its own two legs even though i know the legacy characters are still going to be a big part of it uh, but this was very much Melissa Barrera and Jen Ortega's movie, and it to me, I think. Yeah, and we'll probably get at least one more of that, in my opinion. We'll give them a trilogy. I think so. Yep. All right, for our legal counsel, Ronnie Cycli, I'm the Mayor Jeff Hornacek. We are the Bro4 Squad Podcast. Thank you guys for checking us out. Follow us on Twitter, at Bro4Squad. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you find your audio podcast if you type in bro 4 squad as three separate words check out everything we have ever posted on our website row4squad.com till then cycle and i need to discuss what is your favorite scary movie scream six probably right yeah the, the newest stream every time <laughs> i'm a sucker for trends <laughs> <laughs>